Hey, everyone. Joe Soto here. We've got Doug Wing on the show, the former vice chairman and owner of Little Giant Ladder Systems. I can't wait for you guys to hear his story and more importantly, be able to get some of the insights and lessons that he has in sales, building your business, dealing with the struggles that entrepreneurs have to deal with and a whole bunch of other things that we have in store to ask Doug on the show. Stay with us. We got Doug Wing. I'll be right back with you. This is the Not Your Average Joe Show, where each week we bring you sales, marketing, and mindset strategies you need to get to your next level. And now, here's your host, international business mentor, Joe Soto. Doug Wing, welcome to Not Your Average Joe Show. Hey, Joe, how are you today? Good to see you again. Hey, man, I'm wearing your shirt. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Doug, some of you guys are like, well, did Joe just find this shirt? No, Doug sent me this shirt and now I'm officially his wingman and he gets to be mine on this show today because we get to ask him all the questions. Are you ready for this? You betcha. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. We've been talking about this for a while and I know you've got a long list, so I'm grateful to be on the show. Thank you. Well, I'm thrilled that you're here. It's our privilege. I can't wait for everyone to hear a little bit more of your story. And then I've got some of those hard-pressed, rapid-fire business questions for you. And I think that's shooting from the hip and us having a conversation. It can be really insightful, helpful uh, for my audience. It's a mix of entrepreneurs, people who are thinking about or wanting to be entrepreneurs, consultants, digital marketing agencies, digital marketing uh, consultants. So let's get started. First of all, why don't you just take a moment, because I can't do your bio justice, and share a little bit. I mean, there's people who are watching this who have a little giant ladder in their garage right now. And there's people who will be watching this for years to come that'll have, they'll be like, oh my gosh, I have a little giant ladder in my garage. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, tell us a little bit about your story. We, like, where does where this, uh, where does Doug Wing come from? And then we'll dive into some business questions. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, so I was born in Germany. Um, my dad was in the military. And, um, he met my mom there and they got married and, you know, she's from Germany. And then, uh, I was born there and then we moved oh. and, um, uh, and then, um, you know, my dad was working for a life insurance company. They moved him back to Europe in Germany and, um, he was uh, opened up an agency there and had another partner working with him. And, um, and then this partner has saw the original little giant ladder. You know, of course, it wasn't called a little giant then. Um, and then this German house painter, he designed, you know, he's the designer. And he got all, this friend of my dad's got all excited and he kept bugging my dad. My dad's like, hey, we're here to sell insurance, not ladders. And so eventually he won my dad over and my dad went and saw this um, prototype and he got pretty excited about it. And it kind of all evolved from there. Uh, he became very good friends with this German um, designer, and um, my dad bought a container of them. And that's and he told my mom, "Hey, I'm quitting the insurance business. I'm going to sell ladders." And she's like, "Hey, you got seven kids to feed, and you're going to sell ladders? This sounds crazy." But she went along for the ride with him. <laughs> well, and when you say went along for the ride, tell us what the business turned into for people who maybe are completely unfamiliar with uh, what is the coolest ladder sold in all the major, uh, you know, stores like home depots and Lowe's right? It's in both those. Correct. Uh, uh, we, 
We used to be in both, and then um, Lowe's came on and wanted an exclusive, and so okay, and they're willing to pay for the exclusive. Yeah, and so we signed it. You know, at the time when I was still there, they we had signed a big deal with Lowe's, and and so Lowe's is very really happy, been really happy. But yeah, so what happened was, is I like to tell people, my dad was uh, he bought a container full of ladders from this guy, and um, well, he went first of all, he we went back to Utah and. Um, my dad had a ladder that he took with him and he showed everybody and got them all excited and, and pre-sold a container full. And then the funny th- funny thing was, is when he went back, um, when the container came, he went back to all these people and they all had excuses. They're like, oh, my daughter got married and my son's going to college and, you know, I my, my wife is sick and so we can't. So all the people that said they'd buy ladders just backed out. So my dad had a container full of ladders and he had to figure out a way to sell them. So he decided just to go door to door. I mean, toe to toe and, and come up with a presentation. And he, he had this pre, you know, those ladders that were all pre-sold, he had to go and sell them again. And that's how it started, you know? Yeah. So from there, you know, obviously the company grew and and that's the one thing I want to let people know is, you know, there's so many people out there that think little giant was just an overnight success, Joe. And I mean, it took, the company's been around since 72 and there's, you know, there was a lot of highs and lows. There was a lot of hard times and um, you know, it takes a long time to develop a brand, to develop a business, but with a lot of hard work and perseverance um, and, you know, with the right people and the right products, uh, we were able to be very successful Went into, you know, we did a huge infomercial that really lifted the company. And then that was, went into big boxes and, and big retail. And so, but I always like to tell people that, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. You really have to work hard and persevere and um, pay your dues and, you know, along the way and, um, you know, just keep driving and grinding and eventually, you know, you're going to make it. Yeah, I saw a video you recently posted. I think you shared it with our mastermind group. We're uh, grateful that we have you in this this mastermind group because you bring so much uh, light, experience, fun uh, and charisma to the group. And one of the things you did was you did like a outside, you you showed that you showed the building you were showing and it's massive. Like how many, how many, uh, how, how at, at maybe I can ask you what, at its peak, how many employees did you help oversee at the company? Um, about 400. Yeah. yeah. And that building is about 400,000 square feet in Utah. <laughs> and, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, you know, at, at our probably our highest um, uh, production, we were about seven, eight thousand ladders a day, which is incredible. Yeah, and, and Mark says the little giant la- has a trusted ladder inside and outside the house. Um, yeah. You know, I I have a lot of different questions around this. That it, I, my goal was that you're on a lot of different shows. My goal is to ask you some questions that you normally don't get asked. One of them is a question around the mindset of selling something that's higher ticket, higher ticket, higher value. Um, your ladder is not the cheapest ladder that someone can buy, right? People can buy, uh, the, the company, your, your, your father, Hal, um, who you quote on the homepage of your website, which we'll talk about in a moment and who you've, you know, learned obviously a lot of your own, uh, business savviness from, and developed your own along the way, working in the company and growing through the ranks. But his, uh, his, his, he had to have had something that was rooted in his mindset that I'm going to sell a ladder and a, and a fairly what was seeming like 
hyper-competitive, commoditized, mature market to become the market leader with a with a with not the cheapest product um, takes a certain mindset. And we have got people who are watching who may think, I need, you know, I maybe I need to compete on price. And I don't think you guys did that. Uh, tell us, talk a little bit about that mindset. Yeah. So um, that's a good point. You know, Little Giant, well, throughout my career, uh, we were double the price of our competitors. And um, you, you might say, wow, how did you, you know, how did you guys sell at such a high price? And um, really, it began with quality and so, and our reputation. And so, my dad would never sacrifice quality. Uh, and, um, you know, from time to time, people would come out with knockoffs. Um, at half the price out of Asia. And a lot of people would, you know, even within our company, people would panic and they would be like, oh man, how are we going to sell against these guys? And, and um, I will tell you that uh, people can make a product look, look uh, very close, but um, there is a difference in the materials and the workmanship. And um, when, when people first knocked us off on those original ladders that were on the infomercial, uh, one thing they didn't realize was is that the Chinese people didn't know how to weld very good, and so they copied the ladder to the T. Except for they didn't know they didn't have over you know the twenty years plus experience that we had welding, and so when these ladders first came out, they were all breaking, and um, you know people were like at first they were panicking, and my dad's like he had this little saying. He said, "Hey, they know they know what their products worth, and so do we." So we just never um, backed off on our quality. And then people started having failures on those knockoffs. And um, some customers that left actually started coming back and buying ours at the higher price because they were having issues with quality and some of their employees got hurt. And, you know, you start having lawsuits and things like that. And that those can add up to millions of dollars. And so really it begins with quality. And um, we just never wavered on quality. And it really helped the company from day one. Uh, and I'll, and one of the things that you guys can ride when you've built up a reputation is you can ride on the back of your brand mm -hmm. um, that's tied to your reputation. It's tied to the quality. I wrote down quality, reputation, and brand because uh, you built up one of the most well-known, uh, most trusted premium ladder brands in the world. Yeah. And, and, I, and I can tell you a story about how that worked. So when the infomercial came, uh, came on, um, you know, Home Depot had a knockoff ladder that was half the price. And um, people were actually walking into Home Depot and they were, they were saying, we want a little giant. And they said, oh, we've got the same ladder right here that's half the price. Uh, named, it was named Gorilla. And some people would buy that ladder, but there were a certain amount of people that said, no, we want the little giant. And so it really forced Home Depot at that time to bring in little giant. They had both. They had our ladder at double the price. And then they had the um, knockoff ladder at half the price. And certain people would walk in and say, we don't care what that other ladder costs. We want the little giant brand. And so they would, that just tells you the power of this infomercial and the power of the branding and the quality that we had. But there were some people that would just say, we don't care what it costs. We want to have the little giant. So, yeah, so th this is a powerful lesson, um, not just for people who are in the product business. It's a powerful lesson for people who are also in the service business and have built a reputation for themselves where you can command maybe a higher fee for your services because of the quality of work you've done in the past, what people say about you, 
and now what you can lean on as you know social proof uh and quite honestly the strength of of who you've built your personal brand around so i want people who are watching this who are going joe's talking to doug doug has a extremely rich background extensive background 45 years you spent at some level with the company right as a, you're growing up as a kid in the company working with your dad to becoming the vice chairman and overseeing up to 400 employees that that doesn't just that's not an easy road and that those principles and lessons you've learned can be adopted no matter who you are who's watching this and mm -hmm. so really important. So tell me about what do you think your what would you say is your the biggest lesson you've learned in sales? Somebody's watching this and trying to improve their sales skills, their sales chops. What would you tell them? Well, I think number one, uh, this is something that Hal Wing preached often. And um, he had this little saying, you can tell anybody anything you want to, as long as it's the truth. And so for me, that was lesson number one is when you're going to represent the company, you always tell the truth. And, you know, our competitors, you know, throughout the time that I was with the company, you know, there's always some competitors that are, will try to, you know, badmouth you or, um, you know, oh, they just say, oh, they, they just want too much money for their product. It's really not that good. They're overpriced, things like that. But, um, so, you know, um, you know, we, we kept, we took the high road at little giant. My dad said, Hey, you know, we're going to tell the truth. We're going to be ethical. And um, that really served us well. We did not get into, you know, bad mouthing our products. Even when we found out that they were failing tests and that they weren't, you know, holding up, we would, we would, you know, we wouldn't go around bad mouthing our competitors. We would just say, hey, here's why we feel like ours are superior. We do this, we do that, we do, you know, these are some of the things that we do that they don't do. And there's a reason why we do them and they don't. So, you know, always taking the high road and telling the truth and being on the ethical side. Uh, I think was number one lesson I learned from my father uh, in sales was just always do that and and the business will come to you and follow. I, I first of all I love that because now you're talking about selling with integrity, but the first part of the sentence is also very telling and rich with with insight. I don't want people to miss, which is he said you can tell them anything, uh, and probably thinking that you should because as long as it's truth. So let's take that. Let's you know put that to the side because it's important. But what? But then you gave an example of it, which is go out there and point out your points of differentiation mm -hmm. and your points of superior quality in comparison, or wherever your differences are that puts you and showcase you in the in, in the brighter light and the eyes or perception of the eyes of the, the the customer, so you can stand out. And it's clear what your points of value and differences are, which is what he did, as long as you're telling the truth, which is what you did. So that's really valuable because a lot of people don't toot their own horn. They don't think about their points of differentiation uh, between them and a competitor. And they should, because then they should talk about it and bring it to light. Mm -hmm. And so many people don't realize that sometimes it's just in order, especially when you're talking about a mature market, this is brilliant what he did. Um, and, and just, in, just, you kind of take it for granted, I think, because it was just part of your culture and part of what you did, but it's really insightful that, that, um, you guys had no problem speaking that out and putting it out there in the market. Because if you're in a competitive market where you're being perceived potentially in a group that's kind of a matured or everybody's the same, or it's just a ladder, 
uh, or if, if, you're, if I'm looking at this, I'm a, if I'm watching this or listening to this as a podcast right now, and it's like, oh, I'm just a, I'm a consultant. No, how how are you different than the next person? This person is going to be assessing you against. How is your product or service um, different? And explain why and what makes it better. Mm-hmm. So don't expect customers to mind read, right? Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just unpacking a lot of what you just said, which I think comes real naturally for you guys. Yeah, and then you know, uh, obviously, you know, our, with the with things like you know our quality and the, you know we had lifetime warranty on our ladders, we had replacement parts available. And, you know, these other companies came in and they would just fall apart and, um, you know, they were just junk, but they looked, they could, the Chinese people could make them look exactly the same. I mean, they just looked very, very similar. And, um, uh, like, for example, I had a friend that was in construction. He had a bunch of little giants. They were down in St. George, Utah, which is way South down by Vegas, um, down by Arizona. And they needed another ladder and they went into home Depot and they had that ladder that was half the price. And, um, a good friend of mine, Mike Jones, he was telling me that, um, that, uh, they bought one of those ladders and they were framing houses and seriously, they, 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 one day they were working one day and they completely destroyed this knockoff. I mean, it just fell apart. So they took it back to home Depot, got a full refund. And then when they came back to Utah County up in where we are, they, they came and bought another little giant. So again, this is, um, a company you know, building houses, beating the tar out of these ladders. And, you know, they said, oh, this is awesome. They're, they look just like little giants. They're half the price, but they learned their lesson really quickly that these didn't hold up. Yeah. And then you end up paying more than you would have paid if you would have paid in the first place with, yeah. with little, well, little giants. Yeah. And the other thing that served us real well was, you know, we would say, hey, you know, if you guys, you, you know, if your your employees fall off ladders, you're going to be, first of all, they're gonna, they could get hurt and you're going to have workman's comp issues. Um, you're going to pay more, um, you could have lawsuits and all of those kinds of things. And so we would just, um, you know, constantly talk about those types of things. And as you know, in America, I mean, workman's comp issues and lawsuits are huge. I mean, they cost company millions of dollars. You, for as long as, uh, you guys have been, you, little giant was around. I know that you're, uh, uh, now on to doing other things that are entrepreneurial ventures. You're, you're writing a book. We're going to talk about that in a moment. In fact, I'll put it at the, the bottom here so everyone can get to can get on Doug's website and make sure you uh, sign up for the release of his book. That puts a little pressure for him to finish it sooner than later, <laughs> which we're going to, we're going to put, I'll put it on here. So you can go to dougwing.com. And if you're listening to this and not watching, it's D-O-U-G-W-I-N-G.com, Doug Wing, just like it sounds.com. And you'll be prompted to sign up for his book release when you get there. Uh, 1972, man, that was the year I was born. So I'm <laughs> dating myself and it's a long time that the company was around. And your your father, uh, especially being an immigrant too, had to overcome great adversity. What would be some things you learned from him? Some philosophy or mindset, um, some some strategic advice maybe that you could share with the audience today on how to maybe overcome some adversity in the midst of some entrepreneurial struggles some people might be going through right now? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, my dad had this killer drive. I mean, he just didn't take no for an answer and he persevered. And, you know, I, I mean, I think for, for individuals starting an, a new company, um, we live in a society where we want everything so quickly. We, you know, we can pick up our cell phones, we can Google anything, we can, you know, we can just get information so quickly. And I think people need to realize that if you're going to 
build a company, a company that's going to last through decades, boy, that's going to take some time. And so, um, you know, be prepared to, to have a long, hard, not easy road in a company and um, that there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, a lot of highs and lows, and um, it's not going to be easy. Um, and it's going to, you know, probably take two to three times longer than what you think and cost probably two to three times uh, <laughs> more than what you think to build a company. You know, Joe, you've, you've got companies and, and um, you know, you just have to, you have to be prepared for the long haul and, um, uh, and be, you know, just be prepared to uh, ride it out. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that Little Giant had some very difficult years, um, years where we really struggled. And, you know, but the one thing that I, I noticed about my dad through thick and thin, even through the really hard times, was he never showed fear. He had this mindset of we, we've made it. We've always made it. We're going to make it through this. And he was just so positive, And um, we did. We made it, you know. And there were guys that were like, should, should I quit, Hal? Is it time you know, man, the things are getting kind of scary. Should I go find another job? And my dad's like, no, we're going to make it. And, um, and we did, you know, so just be prepared for a lot of hard, uh, ups and downs. And, uh, but my dad always said, working for yourself is always better than working for someone else. And so there are advantages to being a businessman and being your own boss. And, um, there's lots of fun, but lots of hard work and just be prepared for, for a lot of hard work, you know? Yeah. I, I, I love that because it's plain and simple. You, the quote on your website um, from your dad says, if you concentrate on building a business and not the man, you will not achieve. But if you concentrate on building the man, you achieve both. Tell me a little bit about the importance he put on uh, the people that you surround yourself with, that you delegate to, that you build a team with. Yeah, my dad grew up. Uh, his parents were poor. I mean, he, he came from nothing. And, um, I think he always remembered that growing up, he was kind of the underdog. Um, he, he really, um, valued employees and he, he always taught your employees are your number one asset, not your products, not your patents, not your buildings. And if you teach, uh, if you treat your employees the way that they should be treated, they're going to climb mountains for you. They're going to carry you to those mount, the tops of those mountains, and they're going to be very loyal to you. So um, there's a lot of stories about my dad taking chances on people um, that a lot of companies wouldn't have done. And um, just he was just a builder of people. Um, in fact, when my dad passed away in, uh, nine years ago, the governor of Utah uh, said, Hal Wing always told people he was in the ladder business. But that's not true. He was in the people business. And so um, that's what my dad was really a builder of people. And then they helped him build ladders and just, you know, make the company a huge success. So, he, you know, I mean, we have a really unique culture at Little Giant. It was uh, more of a family atmosphere. <laughs> and um, my dad really loved and cared for his employees. And they knew he did. That's really that's awesome, Doug. I, I wrote a couple of these things down. He's a builder of people, but um, you know, from you're not in the you're not in the ladder business. This is important because there's people watching this again who go they get lost in the content uh, and and not open. They're not opening up their minds to the to the concepts. So the content is little giants of the ladder company, but the concept is even your dad understood. That in the in, in the pursuit of building a multi million dollar business or in the latter and in an industry that was fairly matured and saturated, 
he was going to be in the people business. And that was going to be part of that differentiation as well. And what could keep the company together and what can keep the, the glue together. So how many people forget that what kind of business they're in, mm-hmm. right? I, I would venture to say we're all in the people business if we were to take your dad's advice and, yeah. and build that way accordingly. And then the company uh, and the, six, the success, success will come from it. Okay. I mean, look all, right. at, all these notes. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at, look at the way things are right now with labor, Joe. I mean, if, yeah. if you go out right now and go to a restaurant and there's every place says help wanted, um, you walk into any store now because, you know, COVID's pretty much done. And so now we have these employee shortages. And so now even more so than ever before is the time to take care of your employees because it yeah. is such a competitive market. You know, I mean, you're really going to have to take care of your people and pay them well and treat them well and train them well. And, um, and then they're going to help you because even right now, it, the market is so competitive. Uh, it's just hard to find good people who want to work right now. Uh, my wife and I were on our weekly date night last night. And you know, you've met uh, Lene. And uh, we, were, we were at a restaurant and it's a locally owned restaurant. Uh, they only have a couple locations here in the Northern Virginia area, but they do things extremely well. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great ownership, great management. And the gentleman who's waiting on us is always, it seems like he's always the guy that waits on us. Here we go to a restaurant. It's like, it seems like it's the same person's there all the time that ends up waiting on you. And my wife even says to him, how long have you been here? Because, and he doesn't look that old to be quite honest with you. Uh, his kids are in high school ages and middle school. We ended up asking him, but she goes, uh, when Aiden was a baby, you, I remember you serving me and Aiden's now 17. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, I've been here 18 years as, as a server. Yeah. Okay. So he's not running the place. <clears throat> he's, ex- he's extremely happy because, and I said, when he walks away, <clears throat> excuse me, I said to Lene, I said, this is a testament to the organization he works for, to the restaurant he works for. The ownership here, in order to keep a server here happy for 18 years, has got to be doing a lot of things right. Exactly. And, and and it starts with how they're probably treating their, their employees, how they treat their, their people. He went through the tough times of COVID and still stayed with the restaurant. He said, I ended up being home with my wife and my kids in quarantine. And financially, that wasn't easy. But man, and he's, he's a fantastic server, uh, as you can probably imagine. He knows, he knows his stuff. And, uh, uh, and it's a testament to the business though. So this, this is on all levels. Tell, tell me, uh, another one of, uh, well, let's do this. Let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Tell me um, about uh, your upcoming book. What's the title? What's it going to be about? Why should people go to your website and be notified when it comes out? Yeah, so it's going to be called Giant Success. And it'll have 15 core principles and values of, of how wing. And so in this book, you know, individuals, entrepreneurs, business owners, salespeople will be able to actually find out the secrets um, because Hal Wing was an excellent salesman that he's the first salesman in the company, but he was also a fantastic um, boss employer um, just the way he worked with people. So you're going to be able to, you know, to uh, pipe into Hal's these, these principles of leadership of Hal Wing of how he built the company, what made him a success, how he, you know, how did he do that? How did, what are those core principles and values that Hal Wing had? Um, as he built this wonderful company from nothing from him and his two sons and, um, you know, a couple other guys 
to, uh, you know, over 400 employees and, and in hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. And so this book is going to talk about some of those. It's going to have some amazing stories, uh, you know, as far as, you know, from the beginning and through, through the history of the company, um, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, how to deal with th- those things, opposition and when things don't always go well. Um, and when things do go well, there'll be some really good stories about how he rewarded employees and took care of them and helped them and different things like that, you know? Well, I know that, uh, your dad didn't do it all, uh, as much as you're very humble. I want to give all the credit to your father and certainly, uh, he's given you the foundational mindset, skills, philosophies, and so on, but you, you know, played your part in, uh, helping that company become and go to where it ended up going to and uh, still going strong today. But what do you spend your time on now? Tell us a little bit about uh, what do you do in your, your free time? I, Justin says I should ask you what your favorite car is. <laughs> well, so, you know, a big part, hi, Justin, how are you? A big part of my, uh, a big part of my, um, what I do today is, of course, working on the book, <coughs> excuse me, and, um, you know, trying to get that finished. And then we're also going to be building a um, training program, a platform that we can go in and train other companies on, okay, here's the philosophies that made Howling and Little Giant a success. And we can teach those to entrepreneurs, to other companies, to sales teams. So, you know, that's what I'm working on right now. Um, uh, That's one of the main things I'm working on right now. Uh, I also uh, started another company with um, two other partners where we do uh, multifamily housing provide multifamily housing for people. We have a property management company and we even got into some other businesses um, like axe throwing and escape key games. And we opened a hamburger place in Provo, Utah. And um, so we're kind of dabbling in a few other little things, but mostly uh, multifamily housing and property management is what I do now, um, which has been very rewarding and uh, it has been pretty successful. So those are some of the things that I've been working on and trying to stay in good shape and take care of myself and uh, doing, you know, a lot of these different podcasts and, and being involved in this mastermind with you. I mean, I, I've kept myself really busy, you know? And so uh, it's, I was surprised. I was like, man, I'm going to have a lot more time on my ha- on my hands to golf and do other things <laughs> like that. But no. you know, somehow I've been, you know, just busy, really busy. And then also in my church, I, you know, I, I do a lot of, uh, service in my church and, and that's been very rewarding. And, uh, but, um, uh, so those are kind of the, some of the things that I'm doing right now just to, to keep active and, and it's been great. It's been really fun. So people can call on you for sales training. They can call on you, you for consulting, executive coaching, <laughs> speaking, and they can find everything out about you on dougwing.com, including registering for the soon to be released book. When is your target date? Do you have a target date when the book comes out? Yes, I do. Yeah. So we're actually um, pretty close to being completed um, here in the next couple of months. And we'll go to editing probably uh, November and December area. And then um, my goal was to have the book released on March 5th, which is my dad's would be my dad is my dad's birthday. And so um, that's the goal. And um, I thought that would be kind of a cool date to do the, you know, release of the book. And yeah, uh, but yeah as far as my website goes, you know, um, you can go there for um, more information on coaching, on um, speaking, on training for companies and different things like that as well. Leave us, uh, leave us with one last uh, you mentioned that there's 15 
uh, principles being shared in the book. Leave us with one last principle you would say, uh, this is going to help everyone listening lead a better business, maybe a better life. Well, I think... Um, maybe one of your favorite principles. Yeah, I would say one of them is uh, being a generous person. And, um, um, you know, now in, in today's society, I think a lot of a lot of us are more self-centered. We're, you know, we're kind of consumed with, um, you know, making money and being successful. But I think one of the things that made my dad really special as a person, as a businessman, as a friend, was his generosity. And um, when I'll give you an example of that, when uh, when the company went um, just crazy doing this infomercial um, and went from producing 400 ladders a day to 7000 a day, three, three shifts a day, 24 six, um, Wing became even more of a wealthy man. Right. And he could have just uh, just said, Hey, I'm piled it up in his bank account and, um, you know, continued on. But one of the things that was impressive is, um, one day I'm in a management meeting, uh, he comes in and uh, has a conversation that lasted about 30 seconds. Cause he was always on the go. Uh, our CFO was there. Um, our CEO and my brother and I were there who were, you know, the owners at the time. Uh, the majority owners with my dad. And, and he my dad says, Hey, I want to give back to the company. You know, we've been so successful with this infomercial. I want to give a million dollars back to the employees. Can we do it? And, and, and our C, C, our CFO was like, how you can do it, but you're crazy. I wouldn't do it if I were you, you know, that's just, I, it's not smart. My dad's like, well, it's not your company. I'm not asking you for permission. I'm asking you, can we afford it? So, um, he said, yeah, you can afford it. So, so at that time, you know, we, we sat down with all the employees we had and it, you know, determined, you know, how long they'd been there, what their position was and took a million dollars cash and divided it amongst our employees as, as a bonus, as a thank you appreciation for what they've done for us. And, um, that day that we handed out those checks, I, there were people just crying. I mean, they were in tears of, of my dad's generosity. And I mean, there were employees that were there for two or three weeks, brand new employees that, you know, walked away with three, four or $5,000 checks, right? It's just unheard of. And, and so, um, you know, doing those types of things, being generous back to your people, your employees, um, you know, that helped develop, um, that, uh, that love for him and the longevity and the, the loyalty and the dedication to my dad and the company. And, but he was such a good man, had such a good heart and, um, gave back to, to his employees and to so many other people. I mean, there's going to be a, a chapter in there of, of his philanthropy and his giving, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. This is obviously a really important lesson in business. I've seen it spill over to you as well. You, uh, you've been very generous with us and our mastermind groups and meetings. And uh, we're, we're, we're very grateful, um, not just for the generosity, but for you, you know, coming into the group and sharing insights like this and continuing to. I have uh, had a blast. This is awesome. Uh, everybody on here, Doug says you're the most generous person. He, or, uh, Ken says you're the most generous person he's ever known. Um, that's awesome and true. Joaquin says, amazing. He's in Norway. Doug, thanks for being on here. This has, been, this has been terrific. We went a little long. Uh, my goal is to, to try to keep this to 30 minutes, but this has been awesome. And I'd love to have you back again if you'd be willing. Yeah, maybe when the book comes out, we can do it again. Joe, yes. I appreciate it. It's great to see you. And um, 
Uh, it's always good to see him be on your show. It's been an incredible <laughs> privilege. Thank you, sir. Happy to be your wingman. Uh, <laughs> happy to have you on the show. Everyone, go to dougwing.com. Get registered for the book release coming out next March, most likely. But let's put the pressure on. Let's get on his list. And if you need him for any other type of help, you can reach him and contact him through that site. Doug, thank you so much. Everyone, I want to challenge you to take these principles and not be average. Go out there, make your own mark, do the hard work that it takes, and follow uh, these Halloween principles that Doug's kind of brought to life and is sharing now with the world. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Joe. Tune in next week for the Not Your Average Joe Show with international business mentor Joe Soto. 